flew him on the net Girl, she went shots for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring I wanna ball, I like the whistles Yeah, you know what I mean When I'm blue, I'm on the net Girl, she was shot for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Troy Halliburton, and joining me in arena, he's got the most viral video in D.C. sports <laughs> right now, Mr. Kellen Song from the Washington City Paper. How are you doing today? I'm good, Troy. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's a, I feel like I'm sitting next to a celebrity yeah, now after, no, after no. your video went viral. You got <laughs> over a million views on, on, on your Nationals uh, playoff celebration in the locker room. I mean, when, when I first saw the video, the, the, the quality on it was so clear. I was like, yo, you must have shot that on that new iPhone 11 right there. <laughs> right place, right time, man. That's all I can say. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what happens when you're a journalist and you put yourself in this position to be in the that's right, right place at the right time. <laughs> and the right place today was uh, the ESA uh, for the game one of the WNBA finals between the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun, which the Mystics were able to pull out. Uh, the final score was what, 95 to 86 was the final score here? Exactly. I got, I got, I got that exactly right. But what, let, let, let's talk about uh, the ebb and flow of the games. I know we were actually sitting next to each other. And I, I jumped out of the gun a little yeah, bit, and I yeah, said yeah. That, uh, that, that, that the Mystics would run away with this. And you told me not to get ahead of myself. Right. And sure enough, in the fourth quarter, the Sun <laughs> went on a little bit of a run, and they got the, uh, the score. So I believe within closest four points. But let's, let's just talk about the ebb and flow of the game and how the, the Mystics were kind of – they withstand that last run. Now we're here. I know you're hearing the players come out. I think that's why you hear people <laughs> in the background cheering. But yeah, you know, I think uh, I was looking at the their head-to-head record right uh, during a game, and I, I was, you know, the Sun. They played them early on this season, but they held a two-to-one head-to-head lead. And the last game they played, the Mystics won by a lot. But still, it showed that the Sun they're the number two seed for a reason, right? They have they have people who who can make shots. They can have. They have quick guards, you know, they have people that, you know, they can kind of... Alyssa Thomas down right, low, right, right. I mean, yeah. They, I, you know, she, yeah, she fin- finished with the most points, or she finished with, with 20, 20 points. yeah. And so, and you know, Courtney Williams with 26. So you got you got guards that can play. Yeah, you yeah. You got players that can play. Um, and so I knew it would, it would be a little close and not, you know, the Mystics were getting a little sloppy with some turnovers and... Some calls that didn't go their way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I knew it was going to be a close game, but you could tell that the Mystics have more weapons. Exactly, and I think that when you talk about uh, the Mystics and how they have more weapons, their depth is probably one of the things that has allowed them to to be, I don't know, as dominant as they have been throughout the season. And so it wasn't necessarily Elena Deladon or Emma Misaman or even Natasha Cloud who was really the player of the game and shifted the momentum. It was Ariel Atkins who kind of stepped up and helped shift that momentum. She did a, a great job, not only defensively, of trying to you know stay in front of Courtney Williams for the majority of the game, but I, she hit what I thought was the biggest shot of the game. When the, the Sun were going on their run and they were getting back into the game, it was a six-point game. And so with four minutes left, uh, she she got the ball a corner three and she hit that three, which took the lead back up to nine points. And so I felt like after the sun called the timeout that the Mystics kind of came out and they were kind of settled in and, you know, realizing, that OK, you know, we got it back up to nine and, you know, they can just, you know, 
do what they have to do to finish the game instead of worrying about having to, to have such a tight finish. But what, what did you see from Atkins as far as, you know, just her dynamic plays? Like she, she was all over diving on the floor for loose balls, grabbing offensive rebounds. Like just what did you see from her? And then just talk about the depth that the Mystics have that, you know, that they can have a player who, you know, probably wasn't that high on the scouting report, but to come in and really be the kind of player of the game. Right. I think I saw a tweet from Matt from SB Nation saying that, you know, last year she wasn't even invited to the WNBA um, draft. Right. right. She was picked number seven overall, and she was named to the all-defensive second second team yep. this season. And I thought that was probably, you know, like, like you said, she was guarding Courtney Williams a lot of the game. And, I mean, she, she showed why she was named to the all-defensive team. Yep. Um, so that's what a lot – a lot of that of, of Ariel's play impressed me, and you know, Chrissy Tolliver said in the presser that uh, she's the best second-year player that she's seen. Right? That was Chrissy, yeah, right? Yeah, that was Chrissy. And that. so, you know, there's no sophomore slump, and you know, as uh, as Chrissy Tolliver says, that's BS, right? And so she kind of proved that. So for for me, yeah, there, that was a, a big play, a big shot she made, but just defensively, I think she was able to really impact the game and. As far as the bench, I know that Emma Miesemann has been coming off the bench the last two games, maybe? Yeah, the last two games. Um, and so when you have Emma Miesemann coming off the bench, I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she, I mean, she just hits big shots. And, you know, I, you know, just she didn't score that many points today. But yeah. you can tell this is the first game. I don't know we mentioned this already, but this is the first game where Elena and Emma played uh, together against, against the sun against Connecticut. Yep, so, yep. I mean, that's a huge difference. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is a huge difference just to be able to be, uh, you know, you know, I don't know, have your full arsenal uh, of players, your full complement of players uh, to to play the uh, Sun team. You know, because like 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 we said before, I mean, the Sun team is, is very deep. So you know, it, it was kind of prudent that the Mystics, you know, be able to show off a little bit of their depth. And I think that uh, Emma, while she didn't have the stronger scoring outputs like she did in the in the uh, Las Vegas Aces series, I think that what she did was she showed how patient patient she is with the basketball. So that you know when when, when they are running the offense through her, is you know she doesn't have to set herself up to score. That you know she I think she was responsible for that that big area Atkins three I was talking about. Like that ball came to her in the post and she kicked it out to the other side. So that I mean that that's the type of play that. That you get from her and then right. she's always going to make the correct basketball play and so I think that she is kind of at an advantage because of how well she played in that last series so that you know defenses are you know they're, they're keying in on her and right. so instead of her being selfish and forcing up bad shots she's making the correct basketball play and making that extra pass which is leading to you know wide open three-point shots for yeah. so yeah no, they shot 10 for 21 on three-pointers so you know that's 47 percent uh, I mean, let's let, let let's talk about how the team is really using their uh, running their offense, and when they get settled down, they're able to come in and and, and, and use their shots. Yeah, I mean, I, you have good shooters on the team, <laughs> and you know you have good shooters on, on the team, and I think part of their offense is good ball movement. Yeah, right. And you're right; you can't key in on one particular player. I think that's what Emma adds is that. If you lock down on uh, Emma, you know you you have a lot of other shooters. I think Chrissy hit some big threes, right? Exactly. She, yeah. She finished with uh, you know two of five, shooting two of five from the three point. So, and I think that was pretty early on that she hit some some big threes. And 
that, that's momentum changing, you know. And I, I think you know, it's a smaller arena. Um, this is different from last year where they played like several different arenas. Yeah. And it's smaller, you know, it was, I think it was technically a, a sellout, but you can, it's just loud. Yeah. I mean, it, even when it's not full, like it, gets, it can get pretty loud. And um, I, I'm sure, you know, when Chrissy hits a big shot, you can definitely feel it and hear it. And so, yeah, you, I mean, you just got players that can shoot. I mean, Elena shot really well today and she finished with a team high uh, 22 points. So, yeah, I mean, this team is going to continue shooting, and they're very, extremely efficient. They set a bunch of records yeah. during the regular season with three-pointers. So, yeah, they're going, keep they're, they're going to keep shooting. But I think I want to touch on one of the things you mentioned about uh, the home court advantage that they're playing at and how loud it got in there. So I was just in the locker room talking to Natasha Cloud, and she, uh, you know, kind of mentioned this anecdote. It wasn't like she made a point to, but she said that, you know, it was so loud that they could barely even hear hear the calls in the uh in the huddle like during the timeouts and so you know that, that that's a good problem to have the fact that if it's hard for them to hear then you know it's got to be even more deafening for you know the the, the opposing team you know as 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 they're in this arena and, and it's so close and in such an intimate setting with the arena only only holding uh 4200 people and i believe they said that it, it was a sellout uh i think that i think that there might have been a, a, a few few empty seats in here but maybe those people bought tickets and, and weren't able to make it in but i think i think overall i think the atmosphere for game one of the of the of the WNBA finals was fantastic showing for what the WNBA is is is, is trying to move towards when they talk about getting more uh fan engagement and fan involvement uh with with their sport yeah for sure i i was pretty impressed with the crowd today too it's sunday afternoon you got NFL games going on, yeah. you know, Nats are playing, um, and it was mostly full. Like like you said, there was a, a couple of FTCs here and there, and it was to me it was a lot better than the semifinals, right? Because it was there were some there were a lot of FTCs during the semifinals, and that was kind of disappointing, you know. And I'm sure disappointing for the team, and you know it was still loud. Yeah, uh, again, it's a small arena, so it's still loud. But yeah, fans turned out today and. I remember uh, early on in the season when I wrote about uh, teams or the players looking forward to having home court advantage. Right. Uh, quote unquote, Natasha Cloud was one of the players I talked to where she said that uh, Mike uh, Mike T would, would uh, the coach would be like, Tosh, you play better on the road. She's like, Yeah, no, like obviously because like we we played in you know she played Captain One Arena where there's like you know huge arena and yeah. not that many fans so. I think she likes. I think she she told me that she likes it when she can't hear. It's so loud that she can't yeah. even hear her teammates. Yeah. So I think players just kind of feed off that type of environment. Yeah. I mean, I think that the it, the atmosphere it, it creates this 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 energy that is kind of in the building, and you know that 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 creates a a, a real home court advantage that the team can use uh, to, to to their advantage to come out and actually you know to try to perform better. Um, I think that we, we've gone, uh, you know, a little bit into this podcast and we've barely mentioned the the, MB, the WNBA MVP, uh, Elena <laughs> Deladon. Uh, what, what, what did you see from her tonight? And as far as just her just establishing this baseline of consistency, of greatness, in a sense where, you know, she can have a, a, just a run of the mill, you know, 22 points tonight. And we're barely mentioning the fact that is, is it because we're just so spoiled by her consistency as a player that we just you just kind of penciled her in for 20 points before the game even started maybe a little bit i mean i think 
she you do expect greatness from her because she's so consistent and that's why she's the you know 50 40 90 club right we didn't even talk about that how she was the first wme player to shoot 50 percent from the field 40 percent for uh beyond the arc and 90 percent from free throw which was 97 point yeah. something percent which is kind of ridiculous exactly um, <laughs> and so she had one of those games where she didn't take over per se i would say mm-hmm. you know i didn't think Again, like you said, I think Atkins had kind of a, a breakout game in that sense, but she she's just so efficient, right? And you know, you you know she's gonna pick and choose the right shots and and hit those shots when she, she picks those shots. Yeah, and uh, she gets. I think the defense kind of keys in on her, so she'll you know she'll pass it to open teammates and and yeah, I mean it's a super solid stat line. You know, I, I think it was. Very evenly spread. I think during the Vegas series, it was, you had more players that had like one particular player that had like a really big game. Right. right. I, I know Emma was one that, that, that player. She was she was one hundred percent that player because, in the Vegas series. Because I think maybe Vegas wanted to shut down uh, Elena a little bit more. Right. I, I, you know, but I think it was pretty. The, the scoring was pretty spread out today. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that it was a very well balanced attack. And so, yeah, when you, when you mentioned, uh, you know, Elena Deladon being the first uh, WNBA player to shoot the 50-40-90 for the season, you know, I, I made a, a comment to you during the game about how she shoots 97% from the free throw line. And, you know, I was I was half joking, but I said if, you know, my life was on the line, I had to pick one person to shoot a free throw <laughs> to save me, I would not be picking Steph Curry. I would be picking <laughs> Deladon. So, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, she, she, she again, didn't, didn't miss any free throws tonight, five for five from the free throw line. And I think that, you know, when it, it, it really, like I said, it just is establishing this baseline of consistency, of greatness is, is really just, I mean, she just comes out every night. And, you know, even when you say, even when the defenses are keying on her, when we're talking about uh, the fourth quarter, when um, Connecticut was making that run, you know, she came out and she, she took, you know, she got the ball in her spots and she was taking, you know, the degree of difficulty, like pretty difficult shots. Yeah, but these yeah. these are, I mean, I, I'd rather have, you know, Elena Deladon taking a contested, uh, you know, long two from the elbow than, 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 you know, pretty much anybody else taking any shot at this point. Yeah, no, and I think one, one of the things that people forget is she was injured last year. Yep. She was injured during the finals last year and, I think she said that she's playing seventy percent, right? In, yeah. In the press conference, so seventy I percent. Mean, I mean, now I don't know what percent she is, but higher than seventy. So yeah. I think that's a huge difference in getting like a healthy Elena Deladon, um, and so yeah, it, she, she's gonna. She was the MVP, so having the MVP on, on the team, putting in twenty something points every yeah. game. You're gonna have a chance. Exactly. You're gonna have a chance. Yeah, and there, there's this old basketball adage that you know the, the teams with the best player usually win the basketball series. So I think it's safe to say that within this series, Elena Deladon is the best player. So that that gives the Mystics a, a definite advantage. Yeah, um, sure. Let's 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 try to preview a little bit of what what do you expect to see uh, coming back on Tuesday from from the Mystics for Game Two. Uh, do you think they'll be able to come out and pull out a victory and head up to Connecticut up two? Well, or do you expect them to be uh, even more challenged by Connecticut? I think they'll there are things that they could probably work on, right? I think the turnovers was one one of the things that um, they talked about after the game. Mm-hmm. That that's I mean, well, let's see what the, the numbers are. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, fourteen. 
Yeah, the misses with 14 turnovers. Yeah, that's right. that's so like with 14 turnovers, and so yeah, I, I definitely think that's something that they'll they'll try to clean up. And, and Chris, you said it was hesitation. Yeah. So just not being confident in, in their plays and kind of be indecisive. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, you know, I'm sure coach will, will the coach will uh, kind of harp on that. And so, but I mean, they they, they played well. They played their game. For the most part, so I think they'll they'll maybe get Mo involved a little more. I don't know, yeah. Um, but I think they, they they feel good about where they're at. Yeah, I think they should feel great about where they're at right now. I think that you know it's not a. I don't even think it's about trying to get Emma more involved or get anybody else more involved. I think that they need to just come out and continue to uh, be unselfish and continue to play good team basketball and just just feed the hot hand so if it happens to be you know ariel atkins again then i you know let 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 let, let her eat if it happens to be natasha cloud for the next game you know you gotta you gotta get out the way let her get the ball you know uh uh, della donna's always going to be there you know consistently pencil her in for 20 points (laughs) but you know next game it might be ariel powers coming off the bench who has a strong performance so you know i think that um is the Mystics, they have a very good opportunity of, you know, using their home court advantage again and and going up in, in this series 2-0. But what, which would be amazing in a best-of-five game series to go up 2 nothing. you know, that you'd put yourself in a, a great position to uh, win the championship. So, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be a good it'll be a good game to, to see. I'm excited for it. I think that, you know, it was good for, for us to be able to cover some some finals experience. Uh, I, I, we, we can't say the same thing for about the uh, the men's professional team, which we will both be back down here tomorrow morning for Wizards Media Day. Uh, you know, a, lot, a lot going on. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday will be a, a, a big day for for Nats exactly. and Mystics. So. Exactly. So there, there's a lot going on in the DC sports scene, but this will give you a perfect opportunity to kind of uh, plug yourself, and <laughs> you know, I know that people already know where to find you because they've seen all your videos. But go ahead, though, uh, Kellen, and plug some of your work, and you know, let the people know if they if you have anything special that you're working on. Sure. I, I like I said, it's it's a pretty hectic time for for. Uh, DC Sports uh, with the playoffs, with Nats playing their wild card game on Tuesday. It's the same exact time as the Mystics, Mystics yeah. actually. Uh, you know, the football team doesn't really need a mention right now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, and then Wizards have their media day coming up tomorrow. So, Wizards season starting. Caps are, are, are starting. So, yeah, so it, the- it's an it's a exciting time. And, you know, you have t- two teams that are, that are for sure worth attention that are in the postseason. And, you know, I covered a um, a spirit game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was was that game at Audi Field? No, no. So there, it was their last uh, home finale at the Maryland Soccer. At the Maryland Soccer, okay. Which was sold out. So you have, you know, your women's professional soccer team. You have DC United playing tonight. So there's a lot going on, and I'm trying to cover a little bit of everything. Yeah, so that's, I guess that's my you're, plug. You're stretching. You're, you're stretching yourself very <laughs> thin. Bit. But I mean, people need to know that you're you're over there at the Washington City Paper doing great work. You're doing amazing <laughs> you. things. So yeah, yeah, I, I I love the coverage that you're doing. I'm glad that you know that the national media is uh, finally recognizing it. Also, we're gonna say this on the podcast. If you uh, use uh, my guy's video, you know the polite thing is to do is just tag him. That's it. <laughs> That's it, man. You know we don't need to embed. We're not trying to turn profit from it. You know just 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 tag the artist for your work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You know, but it, it, it's funny just to see, you know, how the sports media, uh, you know, aggregation game really works sometimes. Right. But you know what, though? That's what happens when you're out actually in the streets, you know, among the people, 
you know, get, getting your hands dirty. So, you know, <laughs> Kellen, Kellen, you, you, you catch him at the Mystics game. You'll catch him at a, at a uh, Washington Spirit game. You'll catch him at a Nationals game. So, you know, it, it's great to see you out here, like, you know, you pick, picking up the slack for the DC sports media. It's very, <laughs> it's very needed, especially with my, with my guy, Dan Steinberg, who's, who oh, stepped no. out with the I DC bog. I know, I know, I know, man. <laughs> so he's left a big void that, you know, everybody has to step in and, and fill the shoes left behind by the DC sports bog. I mean, it's a good time to be covering DC sports. So uh, I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. There. Yeah, not a problem. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks again, Callum. Thanks, Rick.